If tomorrow was your last day, would you feel as though you have maximized your potential? How would you describe your perfect day with no limitations? How can you work towards achieving something as close to this, if not exactly that? And what is your dream life? Where is it? Who's there with you? And what does your Saturday look like versus a Monday? These are some of my favorite questions from the What Fulfills You card game. And I created this card game with the intention to help you on your journey of personal growth, as actually all of these questions in this card game are questions that helped me in my own personal growth journey in my 20s. But even more than that, these questions help cultivate more purposeful and meaningful conversations, whether it's with your colleagues, your close friends, or date night. I love to play this on a night in with a few glasses of wine, or now that it is spring and summer season, I think it's just so fun to bring this with you when you're hanging out at the park, especially for my fellow New Yorkers who like to hang out in Central Park, have a cheese board, and just have some deep conversations. You can shop the card game online at whatfulfillsyou.com and since you are a listener of the show, you can get 10% off your purchase with the code whatfulfillsyou10 at checkout. That's whatfulfillsyou10 at checkout at whatfulfillsyou.com. Enjoy! You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Emily Elizabeth, and I'm the host of the What Fulfills You podcast, a show for and about individuals always seeking to be their best selves. On this show, we talk all about building the mindset, finding the right careers, creating meaningful relationships, and so much more. Welcome to the What Fulfills You podcast. everyone. Welcome back to the What Fulfills You podcast. My name is Emily Elizabeth and I'm your host. Welcome if you are brand new to the show and this is your first time tuning in. This episode is a really fun one with one of my really close friends, Kelly. I'll give a backstory in a little bit as to how we know each other, how we met, all that fun stuff. But if you've been tuning in for a while, you know that every now and then I like to do a segment on this show which I call Raw Talks. And a Raw Talk is essentially what I consider just a conversation between two people, usually a close friend of mine because that's when we just have so many open thoughts and topics that we've talked about in our own personal life, whether over the phone or just at dinner. And we realize that there's a lot of valuable information that you guys would like to hear and more or less be like a fly on the wall in terms of like as if we're on the phone or we're having a conversation and you guys just get to tune in. So that's what today's episode is all about, but a little bit on the backstory of how Kelly and I met. Kelly and I knew each other because we have a mutual friend, Natalie Barbu, who some of you guys may know her. We were on each other's podcast. Her show is called The Real Real, and she's been on my show as well. I think this episode came out probably 
in the fall of last year, so fall 2021, if you guys want to scroll back on episodes and you want to check that one out. But we have this mutual friend, and so we always knew each other, but we didn't run into each other until a housewarming party of another mutual friend we have. It's Anne-Marie Chase. If you guys are big on YouTube and you love to follow YouTubers, then you might know of Anne-Marie as well. And funny enough, Anne-Marie was also on my show. And so Anne-Marie had moved to New York back in the fall of 2021, as I did as well. We ran into each other at a coffee shop and it was just really funny because it was our first time meeting in person, even though um, this is just very normal for the social media world where you are friends because you've like, you know, talked online and all that kind of stuff, but have never met in person yet. And so Anne-Marie invited me to her housewarming party where she and other YouTubers had just moved into and Kelly was there, which is funny because Kelly doesn't even live in New York. So it's just interesting timing that um, a lot of people I met that week or that weekend um, also don't live in New York, but now I've made a lot of good friends. And so Kelly and I just hit it off and we ended up just keeping in touch per usual and then we caught up again back in January when she was here in New York. We went to Italy, which she is notorious for loving. I also love Italy. I always go there to buy my pasta and anytime I want to make an Italian dish. And um, we pretty much, because she is, you know, always jumping all around, which I love for her, we're always voice messaging each other over text whenever there's just like some interesting story or something that's going on. And it's very evident that we are pretty like-minded, but especially in relationships as a whole, we really wanted to focus on that today. And honestly, in terms of raw talks, this is probably the most raw one I've had on the show. We really just, you know, we're not filtering anything. We're just being super honest. We are sharing some, you know, classic girl things that we women talk about in our mid-20s. And so don't be surprised because I'm trying to <laughs> pretty much say, hey, this is not like a PG type of episode. This is a raw talk we get into the classic things that adult women go through. And I love this conversation. And I hope you guys find something valuable and have a takeaway. So with that being said, let's dive into it. Kelly. Can I speak? Yes. Yeah, we can yeah. speak. Let's go. Let's go, let's go in and okay. ruin lives today. Okay. All right. Well, today we're doing some roasting. Well, first off, I am excited. We've been talking about doing this little raw. We've had so many ideas to yes. talk about. And then we just end up because like, you know, you're mm -hmm. either in San Diego or Texas. Outer space. Right. Yeah. And I'm just like, you know, here or like in Paris and Milan. Yeah. And so we, we, I guess we keep these bag these ideas like bagged up. Mm -hmm. Is that how you say it? Like little post-it notes everywhere yeah. scattered. But here we are. Yeah. One and then we'll just like voice message each other and it's like, dude, this yeah. this content is all podcast worthy. It is. Um, but today I feel like we're gonna dive into a lot of dating men, um, maybe why some are trash. <laughs> 99% trash. <laughs> uh, just kidding. Well, we, we're gonna we're gonna be pretty strategic, but um, this is full raw talk. You can swear, do however you typically are. Um, as you know, I'm I really have no filter, so you know the usual. Okay, uh, I don't. Let's see where we should start. Okay, I think 
Um, let's, let's start with this, because this was the morning topic we texted about today. Difference between a man and a boy. <laughs> what do you think? Well, like, what, what are some distinctions yes. between a real man and a boy? And then we'll dive into why we date a certain age range, mm. uh, because to us, they become, probability-wise, I would say, more manly. Right. But what do you think is like, do you notice the differences between a yes, man and a boy? Definitely. And it's not about age, because I thought mm-hmm. when I was a youngin, I'm 25, about to 26. I thought when I was a youngin, dating older automatically means that someone's a man and yeah. not a boy. Yeah. A man, in my opinion, does not need multiple women around to satisfy him. Mm-hmm. A man is satisfied if he wants a relationship with just one person. And also... Because you know I love to tussle with all you listening. A man's number one priority, you know, besides his work, his family, right. as in a female friend, should be his partner if you're into women. Right. I think in my world, a man needs five women in his life. His grandma, his mother. Oh, that's cute. Maybe his sister. Maybe his pet fish. And then me. Mm-hmm. There should be no girl best friend. Ooh, okay. But that's tough because, okay, okay. Childhood. <laughs> she gave you a kidney. All right. Maybe a left kidney. Is there only one kidney? Okay, wait. <laughs> That's tough, though, because I have a lot of close male friends, as you know, and I'm, like, very close with them, and, mm-hmm. I, you know, I talk about sex with them, like, and it's it's kind of weird because that was something my mom was always bothered by, that I have this personality that's, like, half tomboy, half, mm-hmm. You're relatable. Know, yeah, Parisian, female, whatever, like, feminine, you know, and mm-hmm. obviously in the Asian culture, my mom's like, what the fuck is <laughs> Where did, what that, is this? where did that come from? That was not for me. Right. Uh, so I have a lot of close guy friends. And my mom always said, oh, like once they have a girlfriend, they're going to knock you out and all that. Which I understand. But then I do think a secure woman would be okay. However, Insecurity. it's also context. Like I think if you meet me and you see the way I interact with my guy friends, you can tell I'm very bro-ish, which also is a little like weird to some girls. Again, if you're not if you're not like as close with guys, mm-hmm. but I think you can tell there is no romantic chemistry between me and my guy friends whatsoever. It's very like mm-hmm. brotherly, but also too, I have an older brother, so that might have been why. Mm-hmm. And I'm closer with my dad, that so makes I don't sense. know if that's part of my personality, but I feel like that. Is why. So I, that's the only yeah. thing I have against that. <laughs> no, that's this is a good argument to bring up. I keep looking at the camera like this is YouTube. I keep looking at the camera automatically looking at you. I had a good encounter. Like my ex, he had a girlfriend. She wasn't the best friend, but she came around often. Mm-hmm. The thing that made me lose trust with this scenario, like moving forward, which again, we got to grow. We got to learn. Situations change. Like you said, you I think I heard you talk on the phone, like, first time we met to, like, a guy friend. It was very conversational. Yes. You're giving See, advice, I think, Yeah, I was. About something. I was telling him to stay fucking focused and yeah. golf because he wants to go pro. And mm-hmm. I'm like, you have to give up the women and the fun sex and all that. Look, I get it. You're a guy. Focus. Just maybe, I don't know, jerk off a little bit and just, you know, do, do your thing. <laughs> do your thing. But focus, man. Right. If you want this shit, do you think Tiger Woods? <laughs> yeah. Anyways, that's what I was no. saying. I and remember that. If you want to get really problematic, I would say it's actually beneficial to have guy friends, especially given that you're an entrepreneur, business owner, like look at her, look at her. What fulfills you? What fulfills her is having friends in her life who are doing bigger and better things all the time around her. <laughs> if you stay around people who only are women, you're limiting yourself to probably careers that maybe that we always naturally choose where it's mm-hmm. like you have a lot of finance friends it sounds like mm-hmm. or entrepreneurs or whatever my girlfriends all do the same exact thing minus yeah. one she's like a neurosurgeon like, okay. i can't even do that um but i would say also back to the um what we we're saying 
this girl with my ex was uh-huh. like, hey, I'm going to spend the night. And we got into a huge fight Ooh, because, okay. See, yeah. yeah, and we There's, lived together. Right, right, right. And I was out of town that weekend. Oh. I said. Oh, okay. See, yeah. See, that like, crosses a line. That mm-hmm. does. Okay. I agree with that. So it depends. Again, you have to observe that female friend. But I do agree. I, I wouldn't stay over at a guy's friend's place. And especially I would respect the boundary. Like if the girlfriend felt uncomfortable, I would not take it personal because I would be aware like, hey, you know, with the context, that's, you know, that mm-hmm. is a potential. He ended up not cutting her out, but she kind of ended up confessing her feelings. And oh, I was like, okay. Got See, that's tough. See, Got you can usually tell. You can tell. Again, like if, if guys, if, mm-hmm. if a girl is like being all bro like someone like me, not to boost myself out there, but I will say like I have no intentions. And also, look. If I really want a guy, I would just tell him. I'm not going to fucking pretend to be yeah. just a friend. Yeah. The fuck am I Why doing? Why would you waste time? Exactly. Time if I is like money. You, right? I will just tell you, hey, you know, yeah. I'm interested. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't just wait around and yeah. play the friend game. Love me or leave me. Right? Like, <laughs> we'll get into that one. Change your podcast name. Love me or leave me by Emily. <laughs> yeah, I agree. So, okay, that, the man thing, they don't need to entertain multiple women. Mm-hmm. I definitely agree with that. Like a roster. Yes. I will say... As well for a man, man versus boy, I think a real man would know how to communicate effectively and is not afraid to express where he stands feelings wise or um, maybe if something bothered him, he Mm -hmm. wouldn't be passive about it. He wouldn't play, you know, texting games about it and the whole with technology today, yeah. viewing your story, not doing like all mm-hmm. that shit. That girl, today. Right, all the girls that get concerned. I get it. But in my eyes, then that guy is not a man. Mm-hmm. And it's not like it's it's wrong to still date a boy because I mean, we're young, too. So it depends on your preference. Like if you still like to play around and and like do those things. Mm-hmm. And if you low key kind of get off by those games, like that's totally mm-hmm. fine. Right. You hope for them to change. And, right. Uh, right. And and if you if you're into that, that's totally fine. But we are both like, yo, we don't have time for this. Right? If there's no. not a ring by the second date, I'm confused. <laughs> like, why are you not obsessed? Yeah. <laughs> Kidding. Don't okay. That. Well, that should explain dating age range. I have that written down. Why do we tend to date? First off, what's your age range? And I'll say mine, and then we'll dive into what is your age range? I At think first, I was it. embarrassed about it, but my mom's fully aware. She's like, oh my goodness. I'm like, yeah, I have to, to like out. kind of, uh, what's it called? Plant they start the taking a leave basically daily. Like pain. I'm kidding. <laughs> 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 That's horrible. I do that. Um, I strictly go for 35 and a half to approximately 42. I now, I, my other friend, Emily, she's actually 38 and she just got engaged. So she was telling me, everything I need to know. This is why it's so important to have girlfriends of all different ages and backgrounds who can tell you things. She's uh-huh. like, Kelly, if a man is still single without any sort of prospects around 40 something, there's something wrong. He's still playing games, whatever. So she's like, I think for you with your age and with our maturity levels, 30 mid thirties to right in early forties is best if you want to get married mm-hmm. and do all that. No one wants to. I love that. Here we go. Okay. So this is why I love being able to share these things with you. I used to meet you. Have you ever seen the movie Wolf of Wall Street? Oh, absolutely. Right. Okay. So in that movie, um, that actor, Matthew, mm-hmm. that guy, he, yeah. when he's like talking about, he made a reference of like how many times you jerk off per day. <laughs> I do remember <laughs> to, to this. Leonardo DiCaprio. And he's um, like, you, yeah, <laughs> you got to pump those numbers. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember this. You got to pump those numbers. Well, I say that to friends now. I'm like, you're dating way too young. You got to pump yeah. those numbers. 
like it just doesn't make any sense to date someone. If you're dating right? under 30, 32 in New York City, you got to pump those numbers up, especially in New York City. I can't speak for like like Midwest, like mm-hmm. and 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 you are in like the suburbs. That is a little different because then those guys like from generations before are influenced by their family to like get married and settle right. down and then they become like a man sooner. Texas. Yeah. <laughs> but like then again, I love a city guy. I love a guy that's uh, globally experienced, has speaks other languages. You know, I have this weird, you know, thing mm-hmm. for guys. You have to speak at least two languages if you're dating me. That's just a minimum. Yeah. But I will say, uh, yeah, I would say the the youngest I would go for right now is 32. I agree. And my sweet spot last year, my sweet spot was 36, oddly. And That's I say that point. not it was in, it wasn't intentional. It's just that happened to be every guy that I had a little thing with happened to be 36. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, this might be yeah. the sweet spot. So I was 24. So that was like 12 years apart. Yeah. 12, 13 years apart. So for me, I find that that has been a sweet spot. Again, I know a lot of people, including some of my friends that judge me for this. They're like, not judge in a bad way, but they're mm-hmm. like, Emily. They don't get it. They close, right? You either get it or you don't. So I kind of stopped sharing that little mentality. So I talk about it with you. Yeah. 32, I think for me, it's probably 32 to 38 right now because I'm 25. So I kind of, mm-hmm. I would be okay with 40. That's not really a pre- preferred though. I would want someone in their 30s right now. Mm-hmm. But if you are younger than 32, you're probably not a real prospect for me. But it's not like I I like judge on age either. But just as a funny joke, I, I do, you know, again, on average, right? Pump those numbers up. But I will say too. Having an older brother, my brother's 32, he turns mm-hmm. 33, and, he, you know, he's mature and everything, but I will say that I do, my theory is that men from 30 to 33 to 34, give or take, they're in that early 30s crisis, just as mm-hmm. most people are after they graduate college, like the early mid-20s crisis, you have another one in your early 30s, especially as a man, because you realize that, oh my God, I'm in my 30s now, and you either realize you want to continue to send it for mm-hmm. the next few years before you hit your mid-30s, or you're like, oh, fuck, now I want to maybe get married or have like a serious prospect of a mm-hmm. girlfriend or potential wife and all and all those things. So they're figuring it out in those few years. And that's also maybe sometimes depending on where they're at in their career. If they're really, you know, they've been doing well, they were focused for the past five, seven years in their career, and they're sitting at a good spot in that age, then they probably have a higher probability to be able to be more forward with you and mm-hmm. communicate well. But I do think, again, if other things are not going so well, they're still going to play around. And yeah. I've experienced a lot of that for guys yeah. between. But also, even a guy last year, um, he lives. He's a C, he's a CEO. He he lives here in New York, and that guy is a fucking boy. Yeah, if a his boy. name was Josh, then we dated the no, same person. No, his name is Mike. <laughs> it's always the James then. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's always like Mike. <laughs> Mike. Like, yeah, so it's I four letters. Never, I hope he never <laughs> listens to this. He, hey, his, his office is actually around here, and should invite. Him. <laughs> point of view. He texted me the other week and he's like, hi there. Mm-mm. Are you still in New York City? And I'm like, no. fuck you. You knew which you knew which building I was going for. You were Mm-mm. helping me even look at apartments for a hot second. And long story short, the way that one ended was it, it was like a very sudden ghost. That's weird. It was it was I I was at his place on a Friday. He goes to work. I go back to my place. And this is before I moved here. So when I say my place, mm-hmm. I'm at my hotel. And then Saturday and then Sunday I was going back to LA. So this was last August. Mm-hmm. And then Saturday we were gonna get lunch before I left on Sunday. Saturday rolls around and again I was texting him Friday night. Saturday, twelve hours later at noon. I don't hear anything from him. So I text him and I'm like, Hey, are we still grabbing lunch? Reads it, read receipts, no response. 
So I'm like, oh, okay, this is weird. Text him again at 3 o'clock. I'm like, hey, are we still good? No response. R- re- reads it. And that's how it goes. That's just how it goes. I need a name and an address. I need to well, pull he, up. He lives in my neighborhood. An attack. I, I know. It's, it's no weird. No one does that. And anyways, he texted me a couple weeks ago. Um... And I was, I just didn't respond because I was like, you didn't even give yeah. me anything to work with. It's one thing if you reach out saying, acknowledging that you did that and you weren't in a good place, but you Emergency. would like to, right, right. But you would like to maybe see me again for drinks or like if you yeah. like show an intention, I would have responded even, and I would, at that time I would have been like, Hey, I'm sorry, I'm seeing someone else. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, dude, you're such a pussy. Is this why you're, you know, That's I don't know. Single. I was yeah. like, dude, what the hell? I don't understand why people just can't even just communicate. Like for example, just even friends, new people. My actual friends don't communicate. Like you were texting me the whole way. You're like, let's make sure we're here. We're gonna meet here, here, mm-hmm. here. Some people are just like, hey, like what? Um, let's do this thing. Okay, I had plans to meet a girl to go out in Dallas. Mm-hmm. Didn't text or call an hour before, so I went out by myself and had fun. The next day, she's like, hey, when I go out this weekend, I said, what happened to you last night? She's like, oh, I don't know. My boyfriend and I got into a fight, so I wasn't really feeling. But it. she didn't even communicate that. No. And I looked oh, at her Instagram really stories and she was like in her tub. I'm like, well, maybe she got a period or I don't know. Right. But that's weird. Yeah. That's and now really she wants to be my friend. Oh. Like, Mm-mm. no. And her Red and her flags. boyfriend got back together. And now Red they're, flags. They're a heart surgeon residents or whatever. And like, so she's a dicks before chicks kind of gal. Ooh. But red flags. Huge. Communication, right? Because guess what? I'm assuming if she would have been like, hey, I apologize for this last minute. Unfortunately, either like I tell my friends this too. I have people that come to I close friends that realize I'm a strong communicator and they're like, hey, should I communicate this? I'm like, yes. Just mm-hmm. be honest and open and, and forward about it. And people will understand. People will yeah. appreciate that you put in the effort. And even in the in the slight chance they don't recognize it in the moment, I think when people look back, they're like, oh, wow, that person was actually being mm-hmm. very very open and honest or just call it's very easy just say hey i'm so sorry to see you know because i think texting right. it can seem fickle right i mean that's why i like calling that's why we're just like facetiming mm-hmm. like, like, right like, it's easy <laughs> do you have any okay so elaborate on personal experiences like what's mm. the what, what was the moment the epiphany for you when you realized dating older men was more aligned for you and again everyone it's not like it's for everyone however we're just speaking from personal experience i mm-hmm. had the epiphany when i was 23 this was in the middle of like covid like june 2020 and i was seeing someone that was he had a younger energy though he was 38 that was definitely like the oldest gap i've ever had Mm -hmm. but he was really cool learned a lot from him i actually got my photography inspiration that has continued on you see how i edit Mm -hmm. like like a tribeca mom and shit like that well i got that inspiration from him he he's a very well-known cinematographer very nice yeah so i got inspo but that was my epiphany mine i would say and i actually didn't know how old he was so we met organically Mm -hmm. um just at washington square park where Mm -hmm. magic always happens there's always singing and dancing and occasional random fights between rats which is always fun but this guy met me and he looked like 35 turns out he's 41 i had mm. no idea we looked How old were you this was only last year so this oh, was, okay. i was 24 okay and he was walking his yorkie he had Cute. on a very cool chic outfit mm. so what this is like kind of a sidebar but what i like about older men is that they're at the point where they're not afraid to experiment with other types of clothing uh-huh. a man to me will wear something different mm-hmm. like his outfit 
definitely took a lot of time. You could see that he had that. to plead it. Yeah. He, Ooh, he steamed it. It was something that's not easy. It. And his dog it was funny. Like, I like seeing big men with small dogs. That tells mm. me you're comfortable in your masculinity. Oh, I, I do agree. That's <laughs> a good a stereotypical, one. like, mom dog that every every gymnastics tiger mom has this dog the little white crusty dog with the crusty eyes like, and he's just like this I big had one of those <laughs> i bet his name was like uh well what's her name like mine was daisy daisy there's daisy. always like lily sweetheart lily like just lola like, misses. so but to get more specific aside from the fact that this man's like big six foot four uh just you know with this tiny dog um and his little burberry lead yeah he made me feel comfortable we're going to get really specific here. <laughs> in bed. Is that okay? okay oh, yeah. of course. Okay. It'd be Let a me sin verify. to not bring it up. I, as you know, I'm like celibate <laughs> right. on and off. Right. When you're celibate, you forget. When <laughs> 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 you're celibate, you forget to like, you know, you know, some people, hey, we're all pro whatever you want to do here. Okay. Right. I tend to, I got lasered on like almost every part of my body, mm-hmm. but not in the magic conch trifold of goodness because i <laughs> oh, think really? that's a really crazy area to go like i just don't oh. i'm scared of someone lasering there because, I, I, I and i'm <gasps> a pussy by the way like yeah. I, I hate pain you're a pussy okay. and you're afraid of doing that to the pussy <laughs> but you got it to the pussy. <laughs> a pussy but of the pussy but afraid of the pussy <laughs> we need and a commercial break <laughs> insert, ad, insert ad right here <laughs> have you tried grammarly <laughs> recommend sub laser okay i should be oh, sponsored okay. by insert sponsorship by sub laser right here i need this no i go i th- go to the one up in central park there's only one here okay i'll go tonight I, no it's really <laughs> great but okay no but i'm dead serious though i was very nervous about it as mm-hmm. well it, it like it's it's not the most comfortable it, it's very quick though it lasts wow. like four minutes and it doesn't hurt it i mean it, it pinches a little bit but mm-hmm. like if i can handle it and again i'm someone like on the threshold or the spectrum of what i can handle like i'm i'm like 10 is like okay you're, you can do anything mm-hmm. i would say i'm a three. Oh wow okay. right exactly i've gotten laser on my face to get uh, that's a different type of laser obviously okay. but I, it's like a pinching like rubber bands feeling okay so that's what it feels like okay yeah i can do that yeah so so it's not bad but honestly i i thought it was great like it just made Good. my life more convenient mm-hmm. and um i would recommend it okay yeah well this is before i met emily before i knew that laser is <laughs> completely safe on your magic conch on your trifold of goodness yeah but basically i met this guy he oh another thing about yeah. older man he has an eye for design and style. Ooh. He was a graphic designer or person. That's actually a requirement for me oh. now. You, he did you have social to have media. Good style. Like he's just like a multifaceted designer of different types of talents going on. Anyway, mm-hmm. his apartment looked like a think like close your eyes. We're in Boston. We're mm-hmm. in like a leather back book store mm, yum. where it smells like <laughs> something good. And it just smells like privilege. Anyway, this Ooh. man had great, just great taste. But okay. he was cool and he whatever, not stuffy at all. I didn't realize when we finally became intimate and we didn't actually do it. If you know what I mean? Like I told yeah. him like, Oh, you know, I want to do this with you, but not that because I just get really attached once you actually enter the magic right. touch for some right. reason. The irony is that oral is way more intimate, but that's a whole different topic. Uh-huh. Like you would think I'd be okay with that and not that, but like, I don't that know. You, that you'd be okay more with like actual sex You're than right. oral. Because oral is like, wow, I'm here. Hello. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But anyway, so I told him, oh, I don't want to have sex. Okay, it's fine. Like, I'll just go down. I completely forgot that I hadn't had sex in a while. And like, I, basically, there was hair there, uh-huh. which some people were okay with at the time. I was right. just insecure. And right. so it says they don't really care or not care at this point. Uh-huh. But anyway, 
he was like, what's the problem? And I was like, oh, I'm so sorry, but like, I don't feel comfortable. He's like, why? He said, what's the, are you on your period? I was like, I don't care about that either. Another man thing. He said that? He's like, I don't care. So we'll do it right now in the shower. He said, wait, do you have hair? I said, yeah, it's like a quarter inch. But he's like, Kelly, first of all, in some cultures, that's how you show that you're a grown woman. Right, right, right. That is true. Isn't that true in Japan? Yeah. He's like, I fucking love that. And he ripped my... And commercial He, like, was also and he went to town, yeah. and he was like, first of all, like, this is beautiful. Like, it's iconic, sensational. He's like, don't you ever, ever feel like you have to shape anything for me. And oh, that sweet. was when I was like, this man is awesome. That but is then man. he just had a weird thing with, like, not committing, so we don't, like, talk anymore. Okay. But he reaches out all the time. And it just, it's a good reminder to know that I've had a healthy experience with a man, not right. a boy. Ooh. A boy has literally straight up been like, oh, um... Or your, what did he say to me? This last guy I talked to years ago. Yeah. I told him I was on my period a few days before. Okay. It was ending. So you right. know how it is. Day five. Right. Trickle, trickle. Like, yeah. Also, I feel like Boise, yeah. uh, right, guys who have had girlfriends and have become a man about it. And sisters, under, probably. Yeah. Under, yeah, that too. Understand, like, just the process of what it means, like, that you just got off your period a few days ago or even leading up to it. Just that, like, you, there's still things that are trickling around. It's just, I don't mm-hmm. know. And, and I think, it, it, again, it, that's a huge man thing, too. Like, a yeah. real man is like, no, I totally get it. Like, wait, I, she's horny now. This is good. I have to move in fast. <laughs> <laughs> Day three, I know what that means. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. That's, that's great, though. Yeah. You know, it's so funny. I have a, a lot of my guy friends, which I consider them as boys, but they are in their 20s. So okay. as a given, mm-hmm. I'll ask them that question of, like, do you prefer a girl that's shaved? And they're like, has to be bare. Like, I don't mm-hmm. care how they, they do it. I'm like, and I'm like, okay. Like, I get it. But also, like, I, I do know guys that would say what that guy had mm-hmm. said. And I think it just comes with life experience. Like, I yeah. think, like, when you've seen different mm-hmm. women and, and you've you've been intimate you know, like and you're past that being a boy like mm-hmm. you get over it and understand like this is you know yeah they'll say that i yeah. agree and, and this guy was very much like an artsy like cool guy like he just doesn't seem stuffy at all like he has no tight restrictions but he kind of did he's in his home it was just like artfully just mm-hmm. designed so yeah mm-hmm. okay speaking of that what do we look for in a partner and why and i want to talk about this a little bit because I think it's important that we help other women set standards and high standards and strong standards and not like bitchy high standards, but Mm -hmm. I'm talking like reasonable, like that is very much true because I think both of us do not settle. Uh, Mm -hmm. But we also, we understand what certain men in either in our past or current like have done for us and what in the future that like that bar has gone up there. That's a standard, right? I remember... Definitely. A while ago, hope he doesn't listen to this one. But there, I went out with an NFL player, and and I have guy friends actually called me out for this. But again, once the standard is there, it's there. Most of the time, I'd say nine percent of the time, a guy has either again, depending on which city I'm in, they either drove me back or called me a car home, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I went out with this NFL player to Nobu, and. He didn't even call me a car home, and I don't know if he was upset that I didn't like wasn't interested, yeah. and right. Yeah. Uh, but you know, I I left after dinner, and it was a great dinner and great conversation. But we're better off as friends, type thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was I remember texting my friend. I was like, oh, he didn't even call me a car home. But mind you, he mm-hmm. had a personal driver here in the city driving yeah. him around to go shopping 
with yeah. like you know with like um you know how like certain high-end stores like you have like a shopper like mm-hmm. a personal shopper yeah. like he did that and then like, he had like a driver driving him around to these appointments and all that and all that kind of stuff and i'm like oh how funny you can't even call me like a 15 dollar right. uber home it's not even okay it's not even about the money it's not even my oh, expectation right and again i don't think every woman should want this but again i have had a lot of men that have done that and to me it has made me feel like you appreciate and respect me and you want to do something gentlemanly for me mm-hmm. i'm not saying that makes you n- not a gentleman but from my experience because i've had a lot of that i like that but my guy friend was like emily i wouldn't even like you know uh, like open the door for her type thing i'm like hey fuck you dude this is also like this is an la right. guy and i'm like well la is yeah. a little that's you know he's not gonna ruin his fresh spray tan right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that is true so i would say that that has been one is like i look for someone that goes out of their way to make my life more convenient, mm-hmm. not because they feel the need to, but because they want to, and that's how they were raised. Mm. What are yeah. your thoughts? Someone, a wise friend, told me, Kelly, find, and it was her fiance. Oh, her okay. fiance, who I'm friends with. So I do have guy friends, I should say. Yeah. They're, they're all good, positive role models, and that yeah. has helped me yeah. answer this exact question. He told me, find a man who solves the problems in your life, not create them. Ooh. And obviously not like, my car is broken, come fix it, that kind of thing. You know, yeah. I mean? like we're independent. We don't need somebody. We mm-hmm. want somebody to do these mm-hmm. things. What that story told me is that he has all these comforts in his life. He can obviously afford to call a car for you home. He would do that if he wanted to, mm-hmm. but he didn't because yes. they're selfish sometimes, but not every person's selfish. My ex was also just over the top, did everything for me. He literally ran home from work just to walk me from my little like $10 an hour job at Rockefeller Center teaching uh-huh. I- t- ice skating. You know me. Like I, you're way better than me at ice skating. I was skating in a circle being like, get off the phone. <laughs> but um, I just, yeah. I thought you were about to say he came home from work to, to oh, do yeah. the other thing. He did that too. He <laughs> aimed to please. And some people, like I'm like that too, just altruistic in nature. Yeah. But there's a time when you realize people aren't just going to do that for you the same right. way. I have a right. friend who, and I've, she's known me since I was like literally like one years old. She's always like, we should hang out. I said, okay, cool. Come to my place. She lived like in Westwood and mm-hmm. I was in Santa Monica my whole life or Culver City. She never came to me. She goes, yeah, but there's traffic going that way. I would always go to her. I hold the same standard for friends and guys. Oh, you know? absolutely. It's just same standard for altruism. friends. Yes. That's it. That's the main yes. thing I look for. Also, I would say just being open-minded. Yes. Because I think <laughs> we're really going to go in here. I'll make this fast. <laughs> Women, we're like this. We're talking about this. The fact that we're even mm-hmm. sitting here talking about what we want and need is good. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of boys, not men, boys just say, all right, well, when I find my dream girl, I'm a giver of the world. In the meanwhile, they treat everyone else like garbage because they define their their worthiness based off of how much they make. Mm. And I have evidence of this. I'll pull up the screenshots. Yeah. This guy, the one who texted me this morning, yeah. he admitted to me, you're my kind of dream girl, but I treated my last ex, whose name was also Kelly, like garbage. Why? Oh, because she apparently, according to him, didn't have her life together like you. She didn't have her own place. She wasn't independent. She didn't Ugh. have a... And it's like, don't pit me against other women. Right. Don't. But two, I, I, I get it from their point of view, but it's just hold everybody to the same standard i treat the doorman like i treat the owner of the building absolutely respect Respect and altruism to answer your question i 1000 percent. i respect each person even like this is a huge thing too especially with like political views which Mm -hmm. we will not get into but i will say (laughs) in i i it boggles my mind that just as an example politics is one where a lot of people seem to forget 
the the line of respect mm-hmm. and i do not mind if you have a different view from me i have friends that have different views from me i have friends that have the same views as me but the key is that we maintain respect that we are still humans we want the same things in life we want to be happy healthy loved to love people to have good relationships so ultimately i'm not going to fucking disrespect you just because you ha- you see politically different things than than i do yeah. however ironically politics like the end game is actually very much ideally the same mm-hmm. goal we all want the same outcome as to more or less how do we maximize opportunities and and a better like living ability for mm-hmm. citizens in that country or that town or whatever right yeah. so that's why i the respect yourself, yeah. right respect is huge for me i mean that that's a must yeah um all right let's let's transition to some other things some people submitted questions thoughts okay this is a good one do we prefer to be friends first before dating or get to know them as we are dating ideally the right thing to do is to be friends first but i'm crazy so the way i met my ex is that we met of all places on Tinder, this is not mm. a Tinder ad. I somehow met a diamond in the rough. Mm. We met the first day. It was like sparks were flying, instant chemistry. We went out to a piano bar. We went to karaoke. I love piano bars. Oh, it was so classy and yeah. fun. It was somewhere in Yorkville, Upper okay. East Side. And his friends also kind of met their exes or their girlfriends that way too. Mm-hmm. So for me, no. But they will prove if they can be a good friend to me through experiences. Yeah. Like one day I was sick. I just got sick all the time here. Mm-hmm. New York City is like a Petri dish from week in California. <laughs> I was like, eh, I always have a flu or something. But he went out of his way and gave me actual advice and stuff. Yeah. I think the problem with boys is that a boy is going to look at you as this is a woman to have sex with and give me like mommy things like feed me, do my laundry, do this, take care of me. Mm-hmm. So it depends. Yeah. So no, I don't care about being their friend first. Likewise, I I have heard from people that the foundation of friendship is important to have, and but okay, but I I do believe that you can build the friendship part of the relationship alongside as you are dating and getting to know them. You don't have to be friends first, Mm -hmm. but. Um, I do think it is helpful to be friends first, but I think as long as you implement like the the friendship aspect into yeah. the romantic aspect, because I have I have seen people get into relationships where like you had I you that quote that people say like you have to like them as much as you love them. Mm-hmm. So I think the liking part is like I like you as a friend. Yeah. I would you know spend time with you in that, but like romantically. You also have that interest for them, the sexual chemistry, all of that. So I think you have to have both. But I think you also learn from experience over the years. Like you learn to understand what, like, like how to identify the friendship element of your relationship and then the yeah. romantic side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I saw on Reddit, which is always a credible source of information. <laughs> I said, if you look at your partner and you say, take away the sex, take away the mm-hmm. help that they give you, take away the attention, would you still be with them? A lot yeah. of people said no. Ooh, that sucks. Yeah. yeah. I can think of the guy, which, you know, we'll obviously catch up about, but the guy that I'm seeing mm-hmm. right now, um, I I thought about that, like, just, like, a couple weeks ago. I was just thinking that because I, I know with the whole friendship romantic aspect. I would say yes. I mean, we we – I think that was the immediate attraction when we met was that we were connecting on, on a more intellectual and emotional level mm-hmm. of – 
common interests, common philosophies, interest in talking about ways of life and thinking and all that in life. And so um, I think naturally the romantic aspect, the the chemistry aspect just mm-hmm. glided all. Yeah, exactly. But um, I would say fortunately for my current situation, I would say, yeah. <laughs> That's what we want. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Do we make the first move if we are interested or do we always wait for someone else to make the first move? I have done this once Mm -hmm. and it worked out wonderfully. Yeah. However, I don't. And that's only because, and this is going to get really personal here. Yeah. I am interested in any type of person, generally speaking, but I do have a type. We all kind of have a type. We do. In my experience, as someone who has, I think I'm beautiful, just for you all who don't know what I look like, I think I'm beautiful. I look like, um, let's say, mm, who's a hot person? What's that woman from Moonlight, the movie, Naomi Harris? Let's say Naomi Harris. Okay. If you have a couple of drinks and turn sideways, I look like her with Zoe Saldana. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, a couple drinks and turn sideways. And like Condoleezza Rice. Okay. I think I have a very classic beauty. What I'm saying is I think I have a lot more to offer in personality. Mm-hmm. So my, I'm afraid of being rejected based off of not being conventionally hot because like I say right now I live in Dallas mm-hmm. Oh, you know I went over that guys go for a certain oh. type of girl they have yeah. to have bleach blonde hair they have to have this no shade blonde girls hey girls but you know it's just I know that I can get rejected just because of the situational just because I offer a different type of energy but mm-hmm. let me tell you when I did approach a guy when I worked as a server yeah. in high school well it was college actually I went to a guy, we had chemistry, and he seemed like someone who I maybe wouldn't be as tight because uh-huh. he was like the quintessential Dallas SMU uh-huh. guy. I wrote my number on a receipt. Oops, bad worker. Ooh. He called me. He picked me up later that night and Ooh. said, I've never had a woman approach me. I think you're so funny and I'm drawn to your personality. So you see? Ding, ding, ding. Men. Okay. There's they a lot it. of men that do love that because guess what? Majority of the time, women won't to. do that. So you, that is an easy way to stick yeah. out right there. Yeah. Uh, people don't understand this, but I genuinely believe men really love confident women mm-hmm. and and i don't know why Overlooks. right right well. but it, a person a lot of my guy friends even ones that i believe would have said looks over personality every single mm-hmm. one have always said ultimately personality they said there's yeah. nothing worse than talking to a pretty face that is like a fucking wall i'm sorry i'm sorry guys but like it's, sure. not, like you, it's not like you can't work on it it's mm-hmm. not like you can't right it's not like i like was born like this look i grew up in a vietnamese household do you, mm-hmm. do you, what do you yeah. think do you think yeah <laughs> like trauma is our middle name <laughs> you have to learn you you cope you yeah you, yeah, you, you learn to develop these little quirks about yourself <laughs> and then you you learn to actually like realize that is the um you know like in business it's like it's called the competitive advantage in, mm. in economics and so same thing. It's like, what's your competitive advantage in the dating world mm-hmm. and in the relationship, humor. right? <laughs> the humor and ability to take initiative. I say this all the time. I personally love to take initiative. However, here's where I draw the line. So for example, if I'm out at a lounge bar or whatever, and I see a guy that's appealing, attractive, I might give him the eye once or twice. If I feel like maybe it wasn't obvious enough, and I'm like, you know, what do I have to lose, right? Because mm-hmm. there's many times in my past where I was like, damn it, I wish I approached him. Yeah. So nowadays I have this whole carpe diem thing where I'm like, seize the moment. Mm-hmm. You just go and do You're it. You're never going to see him again. Right. Or maybe you will. Right, right, exactly. It's one or the other. You just yeah. won't know. And I don't really like the idea of missed opportunities, right? Because mm-hmm. guess what? I would rather know the answer than not. So I'll go up to him and be like, hey, I think you're really attractive. Or, mm-hmm. hey, where are you from? I'll just start, I'll kick yeah. off like that. Or sometimes I'll be like, hey, who are you here with? I just go in and just mm-hmm. go go full yep. blast. And if they're interested, you'll be able to tell. Or if mm-hmm. they're intrigued that you came up to them, you'll see like they'll light up. They're like, oh my God, like she came yeah. up to me. So 
I do that. However, the way I, because I like an alpha guy that takes initiative with me, I'll see if he follows up and says, hey, I would love to talk to you more. Can I take you for drinks tomorrow? Mm -hmm. Or can I take you out for lunch or dinner? You know, whatever. And then I look for that. I'm not initiating the date conversation, Mm -hmm. but I'm saying, hey, I'm going to show you my energy. I think you're great. And here's an opportunity for you. Because guess what? Guys are just, they're humans. Mm-hmm. They, they, they're fucking scared too. It's not yeah. like they are, you know, out here and they're like apparently like uh, immune to being hurt and shit. I mean, they're the same. But, you know, of course, society has said, oh, mm-hmm. they've got to take charge. And, and I do like them taking charge. But I want to make that window of opportunity more mm-hmm. available to them because I understand. Psychologically, yeah. I understand it's it's not easy being forced by society to always do that yeah so i take initiative but then i'll i gauge their interest by seeing how they take initiative with me and if they don't do those things then i'm out Mm -hmm. right so you have to draw that line for yourself so i think you can do both yeah i do both dallas is exactly why it's important to Mm -hmm. approach because Mm -hmm. i approach people and they're so happy you're making someone else's day even just complimenting people yeah because you never know what they're going through yeah okay uh something else someone wanted to know is how do we like how honest do we like to be or like for example is it is there a point where it's like too open or too honest in regards to life itself, men, friends? Maybe all the above, I all guess. Above. You know, so, okay. for, so for example, when I saw this submiss- submission, I was thinking, you know, for example, when people ghost, I think, mm. because they're afraid to be just honest and transparent mm-hmm. like about how they feel. Maybe like the date didn't go well and they just ghost instead. Mm-hmm. Because I have the principle of I am a fucking adult and I am a woman. And yes, it is difficult for me too, even though I have that mindset to tell these people, hey, um, you know, I, I didn't feel it, whatever. I had to tell the NFL guy, I was like, hey, I just want to be transparent, though, because I don't want to be misleading because he asked to meet up again. I said, I think you're great. We have a very similar mindset because we were both athletes, but I I want to just be friends, you know? Mm-hmm. And that was hard for me to send because I, I don't want to send more. Right. <laughs> that's what i would do right but um but you know the way he responded though to he was like lol i thought that's what we were and i'm like oh so you took a friend to nobu for four hours (laughs) but i'm trying to be respectful though right right? and Mm -hmm. maybe he might not recognize it now but and again and i think we are friends i we i was able to like continue that conversation i'm like well then that's great like i'm glad i'm glad you thought that then let's grab lunch you know mm-hmm. but um it, it was interesting because i i think that's an example where most people are like you know what the easy way out is just not say anything and mm-hmm. they'll catch on they'll, yeah. they'll they'll catch the hint yeah and i think the open honest conversation being genuine i think that is hard for people what, mm-hmm. what do you think is that would you rather leave it cold and just let them catch on or not even that situation but just in general like in would general. you would you would, do you think there's a point where there's something too open, too honest, too transparent? I used to not be fully honest. Mm-hmm. I would just make up something like, right, you know right. what, my goldfish, it had an arrhythmia. <laughs> They're like, arithmetic? Like, it had a heart palpitation. So I had to go fly across to Uzbekistan. Anyway, hmm. no, I don't do that anymore. I had one in my entire life, one friendship breakup. Mm-hmm. And then that cool thing that happened this morning where that guy came running back. Because I was honest with him about yeah. a boundary that to me was not okay. He went and fixed it. And now he came right back to me. So I appreciate that I said that because if I didn't say, hey, I'm not comfortable with your relationship with your ex, right? he would have never known. He would have seen me as someone he can probably walk over mm-hmm. or, you know, it would have became an issue later on. Of, yeah. I'm now crying. I'm upset because you have this thing that's going on with your ex. 
because I was honest, now she's out of the picture and he's presenting himself as ready. Will I get back with him? Probably not, obviously. Yeah, yeah. But it felt good because when you let people know your truth and right. your standards, they respect it. But with right. the friendship thing, this girl was just cuckoo. We met on Instagram. Uh-huh. I didn't, I've never had a toxic friend in my life, so I just assumed that it would be fine. Okay, I've had some in the she, past, but you know, they girl, suck. We're both only children, but she's the only child that kind of just got the other end of the stick where they're kind of crazy and mm. just entitled, whatever. But she literally was texting and driving, wrecked her car in the middle of traffic in LA, injured other people twice because she's an addiction to texting and addiction. Oh, like, I've never seen this in my, my life. My God. And her parents replaced her Mercedes with a new one. So, obviously, at this point in my I life, I was stressed. Me. I was going to the military. I'm sitting wow. here, like, I have this toxic relationship at home. I just, like, hated my job, didn't know what I was doing in school. Yeah. I had to ha- go through so much to get what I wanted in life. Mm-hmm. And she just got something handed to her. So, I was honest with her. I mm-hmm. said, Can we be honest? I think that your privilege is so over the top. All yeah. my friends are like pretty wealthy growing up just right. because my mom put me in that kind of situation. Right, right. Thank you. Oh, <laughs> I mean, that. I, right. You great, great parent. I mean, I would want my parents to do that, you know. But Try they to. knew how to use their privilege for the best. Yeah. She just abused it. So I said, right. it actually makes me, I said the word insecure. I feel insecure because I know that I have to do this. So if this happens, it's going to make me feel bad. Plus, right. you literally could have killed other people. That's, yeah. She yelled at me, fussed at me. I said, well, would you rather me just ghost? She goes, actually, yes. I said, so. Oh. You're not ready for the truth. Then. Right, right. And, and that's when you know, too, that's also people that just misalign mm-hmm. with you, right? And her boyfriend Be- dumped her the next day for oh, the same reason. I mean, that sucks. Yeah. Oof. Well, I mean, I mean, I, to be honest, though, not saying this in a negative way, but in a way, hopefully uh, she deserves it. But also, hopefully she uses uses that experience in life, that downfall to recognize, oh, fuck, I am not in a good place. There are Mm -hmm. some things that I need to work on. Because I was in that position when I was 20, when my ex and I broke up for the first time. We got back together eight months later. But there was a lot that I needed to work on character-wise at the age of 20. I was a child and immature and, you know, uh, not really pleasant to be around in my opinion. But then this is me five years ago. But I worked on it. I was like, yo, you got to work on your integrity, Mm -hmm. be more honest with people, things like that. Um, But hopefully she uses that. Yeah. You know? Her her mom, again, had to do everything for her, but her mom called me three times and I'm like, what do you want? This is so weird. Why are you calling me? Yeah. This relationship is so odd. And she said, what can I tell my daughter to do so that she doesn't lose a good friend like you again? Oh. I said, this is really awkward. Right. But, but also- <laughs> I told her. <laughs> right. But it's also like, it's, it's something that the person, um, when I went to therapy, my therapist told me, people have to have their own epiphanies yeah right and i, and I agree that, and it, it sucks right is there's so many lessons that we want to teach people and i think the best thing anyone can do is like be aware that these things come up but at the end of the day i don't think we ever really feel the lesson until we go through it ourselves mm-hmm. and the best yeah and the best thing you can do is just hear from other people what they've learned and just walk through the li- path of life being aware like hey i gotta be ca- careful about this mm-hmm. but you just don't know until you know yeah you know I'm glad that people were honest with me because now I know. Like some girl was like, you're actually that annoying theater kid in oh. high school. I was like, dang. And I looked back. I was. So more of the story I'm is like. I'm mildly annoying. Being honest is actually like being openly honest is good. Then, And mm-hmm. in the end, some people, like we said, might be afraid to be super genuinely honest because they're afraid of losing people and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But then you're also doing a disservice to yourself yeah. if you keep people around and you're not being like you're like you're gonna have internal conflict, you know. I've mm-hmm. always believed that if I'm not honest with people around me and, pe- and myself, I'm gonna have internal conflict. I'm not gonna be at peace. And mm-hmm. if I'm not at peace, then I can't be happy. 
Yeah. And if I can't be happy, well, then I'm just going in a cycle of like mm-hmm. fucking myself over. Yeah. I had a thing like that with someone right before when I was here last time. Mm-hmm. And I maybe you can relate to this. I don't know. But I was texting you from Dallas saying like I don't fit into this group mm-hmm. at church because they're so uptight and right. stuffy and stuck up. Versus when I was here hanging out with this guy, we were friends for a long time, just platonic friends. I I had a crush on him the whole time. Mm-hmm. I thought he reached out because he was interested. He's a subscriber, actually. Mm-hmm. And we met up, and it was just nothing happened. I was mm-hmm. like, all right, he just wants to be my friend. Yeah. Turns out he was seeing someone. And I just assumed that he wasn't into me because he never showed any flirty. Like, even right. a guy will even flirt with you. Like, right. he never did. And I was like, oh, maybe he's, like, asexual or something. Uh-huh. I genuinely did not get a bone in his body of romance. Right. Well, you were about to say, I didn't see I a bone. <laughs> <laughs> that, too. I didn't see anything. It was just like, all right. Well, it's cool to have a single guy friend, I guess. Right. Well, randomly, last time I was here, he came on to me. Uh, of course, I liked it. I was just like whoa it's tuesday it's like 7 p.m what's yeah. going on we're walking to a bodega and he just grabs me and kisses me now this sounds like a super romantic moment yes i was so excited i'm happy this is like what it's like living in new york city you uh-huh. fall in love with your, your little guy friend you're out the friend zone but then i was like wait why did that just happen he then proceeds to try to have sex with me right he gets a little attitude because i didn't want to right now i'm like wait a second Ugh. you need to tell me for two whole years i've known you you've not made a single move on me you've never even acknowledged that i was beautiful or anything people literally came up to us and were like your girlfriend's so hot and he would just like look away and like kind of disgusted almost and all of a sudden he did that so i asked him why did you do that because you don't like me you know when a guy likes you you don't yeah. like me like that yeah. he's like i don't know man i was just feeling oh. it and i feel like i've always had a, i've always been booed up and now i'm not this is what he really meant in my honesty I have no standards and I clearly am on the outs with this girl right now. And I saw mm-hmm. that you were available and open and that you have a vagina and that you seemed interested in me at one point. Yikes. So I had to tell him that's my standard. I don't, yeah. I'm not an option. Good for you. He I hated said, it. Yeah. And I, and I have recently said the same thing yeah. I said to someone, you that know, was long, right. But I, I think we should cap out the raw talk by just acknowledging as women, but everyone in, in general, but like, Especially if you are around our age and you struggle with that that mental aspect of like when you're dating, you're meeting a new guy. The reason why we talk about not settling is because we deserve to be, and each woman, every woman does, but we deserve to be with someone that fully wants to be with us. Mm-hmm. We deserve to be with someone that can overcome their their fear of commitment or whatever things that they have to overcome in order to be with you if they really love you and if they really want to be with you they will be with you mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. that's i know what that feels like right? i see with people on the street like i'm like <laughs> i like you like your energy don't right. get with a guy like that you no. know and his mm-hmm. name was a j or an m mm-hmm. it was a red flag oh red flag people will treat you like a placeholder mm. if they don't know what they want yet. no no that's why if, if you know what you want and mm-hmm. if you're decisive don't stick around with people that are unsure you can't change because, them. right because they have to have the epiphany by themselves mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and age is not a factor i thought it was like oh maybe at 30 like you said that right. that window is true right but i've met guys who are 36 and still meshy. right right <laughs> like, oh. so, yeah so you gotta be aware of that okay dude we need a part two there's there's so much that we could talk about Maybe I'll come back. Or will Emily convince me to move to New York City? <laughs> Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Okay. Well, Kelly, where can everyone find you if they don't already follow you? Share your, you yes. know, your, your socials. Hello. Hello. You can find me on YouTube.com slash Kelly Stamps and on Instagram at the Kelly Stamps. There already is a Kelly Stamps on Instagram. Her name oh. is Kelly and she sells stamps. I've tried oh, everything. Oh, really? Oh, man. She sells stationary objects. I'm like, what's the amount? What's the price? Like, right. I'll write you a check. Right. Never responded. She said LOL once. I'm like, oh. all right. 
That was years ago. Oh, okay. So you can find me there, kiddos. Thank you for listening. Ooh. And thank you for having me on your podcast. Of course. This exciting and this fun. Was, this was long overdue. Thank you. Amazing. That was so fun. <laughs> Goodbye, everyone. Leave your standards high. And that was all for today's Raw Talk episode with my girl, Kelly Stamps. Again, I hope you guys enjoyed this conversation. And if you did, please rate and review the podcast on Apple or Spotify. And of course, share the episode on your Instagram story and tag both of us so we can see that you guys have been tuning in and that you love this. And maybe we will do a part two, especially if Kelly moves back to New York. Who knows, right? So I will link all of our social medias in the show notes. But if you're not already following, be sure to follow the podcast Instagram. It's just at what fulfills you. And you'll see a lot of mindset and motivational and daily well-being content all over there. And if you're curious about the What Fulfills You card game, which is available online at whatfulfillsyou.com and at Showfields located in NoHo in New York City. If you're based here in New York, you can buy that in person. It'll only be there for a couple more weeks. So if you are here in person and want to grab it, definitely go and grab the game soon. Thanks again for tuning in. I will chat with you all next time.